0: the money. Here we go. Money talk, talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money. money. Dollar, dollar, dollar. <laughs> ching, ching, bling, bling, cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter.
1: Ching, and welcome to the Left Coast Gamblers: Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crooks, and the reason you're hearing the money music right now is because the Left Coast Gamblers are on fire, baby! Woo-hoo. Are on fire! The reason you listen to the show is because we make you money betting the NFL slate, and the Left Coast Gamblers went seven and two last week. 7-2 and two last week with yours truly going 3-0 and oh and now is on top of the King of the Coast ratings. And do we have a show for you guys today. Tony Cavallo is here. I am sitting pretty. I am doing dancing in the streets. Everything I touched turned to gold last week and we're going to keep it going for this week. Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson still kicking ass in the Super Contest. No bad weeks for Schaefer. Dangles, the newbie, the one who's just now gambling for the first time. Even he's making money. If you're not taking our bets and you're not winning money with us, the fool... That It's a fool's errand for you. You gotta be listening to us. You know we know what we're doing. Money, 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 money. Boys, you're ready for a hell of a show. Let's do it. Week six. Let's go. Who doesn't
2: love making money, right? Oh, I can't you wait. You make money when you listen to the left coast gamblers. Oh, it's that I simple. Can't wait. It's really I just that wait. simple. These are facts. I'm a journalist. All I do is facts. That's Speaking a fact. of
1: journalists, we got a lovely, a lovely interview coming up for you because biggest news of the week so far, at least in the NFL world, is that Jay Gruden, Washington Redskins head coach, was let go. I was wrong saying Dan Quinn would be fired first. It was obvious that Mr. Snyder himself did not want Jay Gruden in the building anymore. Called him in at five AM on a Monday morning, like the asshole he is, to say no more for Jay Gruden. And so Dangles Dangles, my man, right here with the rolodex of friends in the in the NFL business pulled up a guest that you have heard before if you're a long-time listener to the Left Coasters podcast, a guy who's called in before, a Washington Redskins beat writer. We have that interview coming up next, and that's going to be pretty much our opening segment because this guy has so much info and knowledge on what's going on in Washington and how it pertains to this year, this gambling calendar year where we're just trying to make
2: you money. So, hot tips all around for all of y'all. Dangles, you want to say anything about your buddy before we go to the interview? I'm excited to talk to him. He's been, you know, you know, eyeball deep in this all of this Redskins drama. He's followed the team since 2000 uh, we worked in radio together in college in our days at Syracuse. And, uh, yeah, he's great. He's awesome on the air. He's been doing a lot on this. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Craig Hoffman. Um, and, uh, yeah, check him out. Check out the fan. And uh, it's going to be a great interview. We'll talk, talk to him about what in the hell this tire fire of a franchise is going to do in the next several years.
1: I love doing these interviews. I love doing these little – because we, we pay attention to all teams, all the teams in the NFL. And we obviously have teams to pay attention to a little bit more. Like, we live in L.A. We like the Rams and the Chargers. We also have our own individual teams. Dangles loves the Patriots and for some reason loves the Jaguars as well. But it's nice to get a point of view from the other side of the fence because sometimes you need to really be happy with what you have and you see how the other side has it and you never want to be a Washington Redskins fan. I'm very excited to get to this interview. After the interview, we'll have gravestones. We'll have the Pickham, which is a great slate of games, and we will have the King of the Coast. Where yours truly. It, my my seat is melting. That's how hot I am right now. I cannot wait to get to these picks. But before we do. Let's give Craig a call. As always, you can listen to Left Coast Gamblers on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Wherever you're listening, if you could take five seconds, go down to the reviews, give us a subscription, give us a review, give us five stars, help us grow. This is how we will grow. Get
2: more guests like we're going to have right now, right after the break.
0: Left Coasters.
2: Okay, on the line we have Craig Hoffman. Craig is not only a college friend of mine uh, from Syracuse, our days there, but he is also a beat reporter for the Washington Redskins for 106.7, the fan D.C. Sports Talk in Washington, D.C. He joins us uh, from his home in the greater D.C. area. Craig, thank you, man, for uh, joining us to talk about <laughs> the Redskins.
3: You're welcome. Uh, not only am I your college friend, I actually know what I'm talking.
2: About. You do. Yes, you cover the team for a living. Uh, you've been doing so for the last three seasons. Uh, so you spent a fair amount of time with Jay Gruden and uh, Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder and around the facility and on the practice field and in a locker room. So I just, I think, I kind of want to just get a sort of state of the union on the franchise right now, since you've been in all of those places. I saw you tweeting from the practice field today. How are, how are the players feeling? What's the feeling like in the team facility? right now?
3: Um, I think it depends on the player. There are a lot of players who are upset with how a lot of things are being handled and have been handled. Some of them, I think, were uh, definitely approved of the move to move on from Jay Gruden. There are others that are really upset about it. Some of these guys are really close with Jay or feel like they owe Jay their careers. Or there's some other guys, you know, the quarterbacks. Uh, the quarterback room has been quite affected by this uh, in certain ways. Um, a guy like Colt McCoy, who was seen as Jay's guy, is not going to wind up back on the bench, even though um, he didn't really do anything wrong on Sunday. I mean, he didn't produce anything, but it's because they were playing the Patriots, and they stink, and the Patriots are awesome. That situation is being affected by this this coaching decision. So there's, there's a lot going on in that building right now. It is certainly not a harmonious place.
2: You were at the press conference the other day as well. I mean, yeah, what was, uh, you know, that I, I heard, and I don't know if this was the other day or this was just recently, and I, I read it, um, a quote, it was actually on your Twitter feed from uh, from someone else who, who quoted Bruce Allen, and it called the team's culture pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Does he really believe that? I mean, it's hard to, I mean, I guess, I don't know, you're obviously in the locker room, and you know, you know better than anybody else, but... Just from what we see, I feel like externally, it's hard to look at that and go, okay, yeah, there's a, a team. I mean, I'm sure there's camaraderie, but, like, the product on the field, I can't imagine that's helping culture a lot.
3: No, it's their culture's terrible, and that starts with Bruce himself. Like, the guy's not good at his job. It's not personal. I mean, it could get personal. There's not a lot of people that like him. The, he's won 39% of his games it's as he's been the primary decision maker here for almost a decade. Their winning percentage under his tenure is 0. 0.394, I think. Like it's nuts um for a guy that you know has that track record to still be employed. And, you know, that lack of accountability goes on down. And, you know, I, I think there are differing opinions on how the the culture, so to speak, was under Group. It certainly was more lax than it's going to be under Bill Callahan, in the interim. But in terms of just the general feeling that they are on the right path, Bruce undercuts that at way too many terms, from making quarterback decisions to inserting himself in, in other personnel decisions that don't allow for a constant message at the locker room level, aka the coach. you know there's, there have been certain players that Jake Gruden wanted to move on from, um, Zach Brown, a linebacker that, who Bruce resigned. You know, they wanted to cut DJ Swearinger earlier than they did last season and finally got the green light to do that after, like, a fourth set of ridiculous comments about the coaches. Um, you know, Jay didn't want to keep Adrian Peterson this year, in part because he knew that Adrian was going to be upset with what was going to happen and it did happen week one where he was a healthy scratch because they wanted to have Darius Guy be their featured guy. Jay having to bench Adrian and how he handled that screwed things up in the locker room so jay you know knew that a way to avoid that was to move on from adrian and bruce wouldn't let him so there was just this this push and pull of front office and coaching staff that's not going to really exist i guess for the rest of the season but it's also because bill callahan's interim and he doesn't really matter he's not their long-term head coach um and that's something that they're going to have to you know reckon with going forward and that is always going to be a part of the broken culture is bruce does what he wants he doesn't answer to anybody and he that he doesn't have any kind of pulse on the actual locker room which is a huge huge issue.
1: Yeah, I loved I loved the article you wrote about the Bruce Allen uh uh when he stepped up to the podium for the first time since January of 2015 which was insane to me to hear that fact from you but you had a great line where you wrote Allen repeatedly ducked and dodged direct questions about his record and his tenure. When asked about his record over the last decade, he redirected it to the current dilemma, quotes, that's a fair question, Alan said before not answering it. So if you're looking at that guy and how him and now the known as Mr. Snyder keep on tweaking with the team and have their own opinion on what should how this culture should move forward— if you guys are looking for a long-term plan to be the next head coach of your team, of your organization, you have these two guys above you, over your shoulders at all times, how do you think you can compete out there in an open market to get the right guy to come in and form this team? Or do you think it's, it's going to be tough to find a guy that's not going to just be a Bruce Allen pick?
3: Yeah, no, they can't. Yeah. Nobody with options is going to pick Washington, right? as long as Bruce Allen is the team president. And that is the realization that Dan Snyder has refused to come to. What what Snyder has, is apparently going to allow Bruce to do is pick his third head coach. <laughs> and it was one thing when you know, Mike Shanahan was the guy, and, they, you know, okay, Super Bowl winner, great uh, reputation. Shanahan also did have say over the roster. Then Bruden comes in, and Jay was, I think Jay, you know, he was a head coaching candidate, but he was certainly not the top guy on the market. There was history between Jay obviously was on the staff with his brother in Tampa where Bruce was kind of John's handpicked GM. But then, you know, they did win the division title in twenty fifteen, and I think part of that was the presence of Scott McLuhan the GM. Now, Scott is the the lore of Scott McLuhan is far greater than the reality of what Scott McLuhan has been. Like he's a he was a good talent evaluator in Seattle and San Francisco really in san francisco but mm-hmm. um he wasn't that good in washington to be blunt there's a couple of good guys that he signed that helped that year veterans free agency but what scott did was have a pulse on the locker room and, and have a tone setting type of mentality with the players that was good and i think a good supplement um slash compliment to jay and his more lax style when scott left that that element disappeared and so i think that The one way around that is to keep Bruce on the business side and helping with the new stadium deal, which is kind of the biggest reason why he's here at this point, and hire a football GM under him and give that person stay over the roster and then let that person hire a coach. But as long as Bruce is still here, I don't think, like, I mean, like they want Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's probably not leaving Norman, and if he is, he's sure as hell not coming to Washington. Right, right. Mike Tomlin becomes a free agent after this season as a coach. He's not going to come to Washington. I mean, he's got a relationship with Snyder and and a relationship with some of the people here. But like, if he's got better options, why on earth would he come here? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the biggest you know thing right now. Looking forward is they they've got some guys that they're eyeing. You know, Eric Bieniemy, but so is everyone else. Why the hell would Eric Bieniemy come here? he can go to any other job that's open.
4: Craig, it's been widely speculated uh, that there was an internal battle between Jay and the front office of the pick of Dwayne Haskins overall for quarterback. Now, we obviously saw what happened with Josh Rosen in Arizona. First-year coach gets fired. He gets shipped off to another team. Do you foresee that being a problem with this new coach because everything that we read says Haskins is at least a year away, not progressing at the rate that people would like? Uh, What do you foresee happening with that situation?
3: Yeah, I mean he's definitely not the Giants game when he had to come in was really bad and mm-hmm. and it was unfair to him um, and, and everyone knew it um, they just didn't have a choice Case Kim was hurt and was playing at an unplayable level and Dwayne is someone who was getting a check uh, needed to come in and play that game and uh, they're going to up his his kind of rate of development here um, Jay was very focused on winning right now and that meant giving all the reps to the starters and. Joe Callahan has got a little bit more to be able to – or a little bit more room to wiggle and give Dwayne uh, reps. And actually today a couple of players told us that they had these development periods where some of the younger players actually like really feature, were featured um, in running their stuff, not just the scout team. So that was kind of a cool twist that I think is going to be helpful to Dwayne moving forward. But if you're all of a sudden the worst team in the league, which right now they're tied with a couple of other teams for that record-wise – and attack of is on the board. You have to really love Dwayne Haskins not to take Tua Tagovailoa um, to, to go instead. We're going to take Chase Young and try to help our defense, or we're going to take uh, Jerry Judy out of Alabama and give him a a, a, a really ridiculous weapon on the outside, um, which would pair with Terry McLaurin, and that would be incredible. Like if a quarterback can't you know can't succeed with those two, then he can't succeed. If, if Jerry Judy turns out. To be what we think, and what if McLaurin continues on the path that he's on in his rookie season? So, you know, ultimately, I I don't know what happens with Haskins uh, when he plays, all that kind of stuff. But they got to figure it out this year. He's going to have to play some this year, and they have to really make a judgment of whether or not they think he's the guy, or whether they completely whiffed on him and are going to indeed do the Josh Rosen deal.
2: Craig, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. I know you—it's uh, uh, late over there on the East Coast—and we appreciate you you jumping on with us um I I I do want to I do want to jump in really quick one last question for you you know when I was when I was in Jacksonville right around 2011 this is a time when this team was in absolute shambles um the writing was on the wall for the GM who picked um a punter five picks before Russell Wilson went in the third round (laughs) um and then there was you know Wayne Weaver the owner who again saw the writing on the wall that he'd made his money on the team and it might be time to sell it off you had a team whose fans were wearing bags on their heads to the, the the game the culture was in the in the crapper completely different situations, but there are a lot of parallels between some of the circumstances surrounding them. Is there a scenario go long-term looking forward because something has to change, right? Something systemic has to change. Jake Gruden wasn't the problem. He was the symptom of a larger problem. Like, is there a world where there's a complete and total fire sale where stubborn Mr. Snyder sells the team and fires Bruce Allen, or is that just completely out of the question? Like, am I crazy?
3: Bru- yeah, no, Bruce getting fired is not out of the equation. Um, Dan is, Dan selling the team is not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. His kids will get this team, and it will be up to them what to do with it, unless something happens where the league takes it away. Dan Dan grew up a fan of his team, and in many ways still is, and he's very, very emotional. Um, and I think it could get to a point where if they just keep losing and losing and losing, eventually his emotions get to the point where he goes, Bruce, you're the problem. Bye. And it will mm-hmm. happen just like that beyond that um, and as long as as long as Bruce is here the culture is not changing the 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 systems will still be in place and I think the one way that it could be overcome on a short term is if they kind of strike lightning in the bottle specifically with the QB if they can get some I mean because they do have some good young players that are proper culture setters and so if they get the right head coach and haskins turns out or someone else turn comes around like you can overcome some of the other stuff with talent. That is what it's going to take until the system changes and the system is Bruce Allen.
1: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice if Washington area loses both Ernie Grunfeld and Bruce Allen in the same calendar year? You guys would be doing cartwheels.
3: Bruce is the only person who has been as bad as Ernie was with as long of a <laughs> tenure. It is yep. unbelievable that they are literally the only two dudes in sports, and they worked 15 miles from each other. <laughs>
2: Craig, thank you, man. We really appreciate the time. Uh, We'll uh, hopefully not have to talk to you again about more fire sales happening with the Redskins. But um, I'm sure it keeps things interesting for you on a day-to-day basis, going into work at least.
3: Uh, It's been an interesting week. We will definitely put it that way. Good (laughs) to talk to you guys. All right,
2: Thanks, Craig. Appreciate you. Left Coasters.
1: And welcome, everyone, back to the Left Coasters. Coast Gamblers. Thank you Craig for calling in. Wonderful insight. Cannot wait to bet the under yeah, on yeah. every Redskins game from here on out. <laughs> be- all the unders. Before all we the get unders. there, speaking of those Redskins, we're playing the Gravestones game where each host picks one team a week to put into the ground and say they won't be making the playoffs this January. We've all killed the Washington Redskins already and we're only in week 6. We've also all killed the Arizona Cardinals and we're looking to add more teams to this grave pool. See, the trick of this game is each host picks one team a week, but if the host before them picks a team That host cannot choose that team that week. You're hoping to have all 12 playoff teams by the end of the season. Let's jump into Gravestones right now. Yours truly won the week last week yet again and gets to pick first in Gravestones once more. Except this time I'm not going to go to the NFC. It's a little bit cloudy right now. We're going to get rid of some of the doldrums, some of the 0-4s in the AFC. So we're going to be doing the AFC this week. It's going Tony, then Drew, then Dangles in this week's version of Gravestones. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our Holy Mother of Lombardy Church. I don't know. I'm making it up as we go.
2: <laughs> That's good. Holy no, I like, that. no I like that. I like that. You could have done a lot worse. I think you could have done a lot worse. <laughs> we are here
1: today to put three more teams into the ground and say they will not make it this year. AFC teams in the past that I have killed have been the Dolphins and the Bengals, and I'm adding another animal to the ground. As majestic as those Broncos are, they can't get it done and get into the playoffs. This last week was an aberration on what will be a very difficult schedule moving forward. Joe Flacco. No go. Denver's dead. Next up is Drew. In the past, you've also killed those Dolphins. And you've taken out Sam Darnold's spleen. (laughs) Who else will you put into the ground this week?
4: Well, boys. I'm probably late to the party in this one, but... We're gonna to go to the Natty, Cincinnati. Zach Taylor was hired to be a, an offensive genius, but do I dare say his offense is offensive? Do you dare? Des- describe, <laughs> this is a real quote, describe the Cincinnati Bengals season in two words through five weeks. The quote was, really perplexing. <laughs> the Bengals offense against the inept Arizona Cardinals had 19 offensive drives without scoring a touchdown. They're the Cardinals. Andy Dalton. Boy oh boy. He's a goner. Mm-hmm. So long,
1: Bengals. So long, Bengals. And before we go to the grave pool, I want to see where Dangles goes because he's killed those Bengals as well as the Broncos. So this week
2: it's an open board for you, buddy. Where you going? I think we'll kill off the other New York team this week. Really? I do. The New York Jets, even with the return of Sam Darnold. I just don't think this offense gets any better. Ten sacks? Ten sacks Mm -hmm. against Philadelphia? That's not a quarterback problem. That's an O-line problem. Mm -hmm. Plus, Woody Johnson? Are you kidding me? This team's never going to get any better until Woody Johnson dies. Let's be real. Great turtlenecks, though. Great, great, great turtle next. And I still don't think Adam Gase is a very good NFL coach. Like, he's supposed to be some offensive genius to show me anywhere where he's had success. And that is Dangles' kill. But let us now bow our heads, for we've all taken the
1: Bengals out back and treated them like old yeller. So let's give a moment of silence for the nasty natty as we end this week's Gravestone. and now we are back to our full volume left coast gamblers and we're in the pick'em section boys and we have a quite the slate of games this week there's a lot of really interesting and juicy matchups there's a london game there's not that many games in the early slate there's more games in the afternoon slate it's a nice day to sit back and watch some football out dangles is leading the competition right now with the best week only three losses in 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 a week we're hoping to beat that streak drew is leading us for the season Fifty two and twenty-six, Drew. Fifty two and twenty-six picking these games. Listen to Drew Dangles and I not too far behind, but we got quite the slate. Let's jump right into it. Dangles, who do we have this week on the bye not participating in week six?
2: All right, your bye week teams for weeks. I can't believe a week six already. I feel like the season has flown by its unbelievable. Six. Week 6 by teams. There's four of them. The Bills, the Bears, the Colts, and the Raiders. The Bills, the Bears, the Colts, the Raiders. Dangles, before we move on, marry, fuck, kill those four teams. Ah, I knew that was coming. Okay, uh, let's marry the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. I'm going to... Fuck the ugh, man. The Bills and the Bears are identical. Great defenses, crummy offenses, terrible quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, but I trust both of those teams more. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no one circle the wagons like a buffalo. Bills <laughs> going <on> with Buffalo <laughs> so as my killing? Mary, um, and I'm gonna kill the
1: Raiders. I you're just, an idiot. They're just man. You're, meh. Uh, you're an just idiot, D- uh, Drew. Before I say my piece, what do you think? Same question.
4: Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to my mom. She's a great listener, and she doesn't like when we play the uh, the, the, the the f word game. That's what she said oh, okay. to me. So <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, I'm, Mrs. Crookston. Yeah, I'm gonna marry. Uh, I'm gonna marry the Colts because uh, I love the Colts. They're they took 21st well. overall in the Winners League. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I love that team. Um, I'm going to um, uh, have consensual relations <laughs> with uh, the Buffalo Bills. Okay, uh, I okay. absolutely love them. Great. And uh, okay. who am I killing? Of course I'm killing the Raiders, you Tony. You guys are idiots. What, what, no, you're, like, what, okay, what do you think who, they're going to do? They're, they're going to make the
1: playoffs? Look at look at the schedules. Oh, my look God. Look at the schedules and look at the teams that are playing. Your, your Mary F-kill, Mrs. Crookston, your Mary F-kill <laughs> is the same as it was when we started this season. The season has happened and these teams have gotten better and gotten worse. Buffalo has not beaten a soul. Is exactly what we thought they were, an excellent defense and a shitty offense. Sorry again, Mrs. Crookston. No, you can, you can team, say shitty. It's the okay. team that you should be effing right now is these Oakland Raiders. This team has looked at the adversity that Drew pointed out earlier. In this show and has, has done so well. John Gruden has his team fighting hard and he's missing people on the defensive line. He's missing his first round picks, yet he's still winning these games against teams that are better than his team on paper. I am looking at Oakland to do very well this season because if they get through this tough stretch, the end of their season uh, when the games come all back to Oakland is very, very easy. I love Oakland. I'm still marrying the Colts, yes. I'm probably killing the Bears just because that. QB situation I don't know if yeah. it gets better with Mitch Trubisky or not but it's a tough kill it's, it's definitely a tough good. kill I see
2: your argument I, I don't think that's a crazy argument for the Raiders it's just I, it's not the one I, I just they don't think better. they I don't think they are built for long term success and Maybe. again as I've said before you can win and make the playoffs with a great defense and a shitty quarterback just ask the 2017 Jaguars I yeah. will
4: say my under ticket on the Raiders is probably dead I don't so see is that. mine on the bills I yeah well, at least you can admit that now yeah I don't see. I think a 500 season for the Raiders is a huge victory going into Vegas yes. next year. I think that's kind of their ceiling, the yes. eight win ceiling. I think the beer bet we had, I think we got it at six and a half. I think you're looking pretty good on that. Yep. But I said a ceiling for the Raiders, eight win team. That's kind of high. Field. Speaking of a
1: beer bet, we have a hell of a game to bet the beers on coming up Monday night, but that's at the end of this pick'em section. Maybe. Let's start we'll with Thursday there. night, where your
2: Patriots are playing. Dangle start off the slate. Yes, we go to Gillette, Foxborough, Massachusetts for the game. Uh, some rain and showers. It looks like a high of fifty-three uh, in the Greater Boston area for the New York Giants at the New England Patriots. Interesting. A fifty-three degree
1: game could be raining on a thir- on a week night for this uh, Boston crowd. That I mean, they're still going to show up in droves. Why sure. wouldn't they be excited to play the best team in the nfc new york giants i have a feeling guys i'm not lying this this crowd is going to be very very quiet during this game this is going to be a, like a, playing in a church
2: no one's going to care about this game no season ticket holder to the patriots they're selling their tickets to their cousins to go to this game I, I mean unless the giants come out and hang like 14 on them in the first quarter and that'll wake people up i don't see that as being very likely i'm going to pick the patriots here uh to win this game at home against the giants defense that is very very exploitable
4: no saquon no evan ingram No Sterling Shepard, no Wayne Gallman, 17-point spread, rookie quarterback on a short week against Bill Belichick. Uh, give me the
1: Patriots. There's so many signs pointing to the Patriots that it makes me want to pick the Giants just because I can foresee a world where our annoying Giants fans that are friends in our lives are walking around hottie totty on Friday because Daniel Jones upset the Patriots. I'm not going to pick it, though. New England wins. All All right, right. Let's move to Sunday.
2: Let's move to Sunday. Uh, if you've got any fantasy players on either of these two teams yes. and you're listening on the West Coast, set your lineup on Saturday night. Woo! Good this good is call, an early one because we get to wake up with coffee and we get to wake up with football on Sunday. We start in London. Yes, London. Again, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, it's the Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an NFC South matchup of uh, are we for real game. Very true.
1: This is an are we for real game right here. These two teams have already played each other, but with a different quarterback for Carolina. I am Wondering why the NFL chose this game to bring over to London. I don't know why a divisional games should ever be played in London. I don't think that should happen at all. But again, we got a very good London matchup after last week where Tottenham hosted a great game between Oakland and Chicago. Uh, I'm going to pick Carolina to win because I'm going with the team that I think, just like in the Oakland-Chicago game, the team that is a better le- better run organization wins this game because there's a lot to handle to play overseas. I think uh, uh, Carolina and Ron Rivera will have this team sort of in line more than
4: Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians does. I'm going with Carolina. I agree with you, Tony. Let's go back to week two. Short week, Cam clearly hurt. This is a divisional revenge game for yeah. the Panthers. I think they've gotten a lot better. I think a healthy Kyle Allen, as we can all agree, is a lot better than a beat-up Cam Newton. Uh, the London is going to be interesting. Um, I'm not too crazy about... The pick, but give me the Panthers over the Bucks.
2: This is tough because the Panthers really have only had one single offensive weapon that's been reliable all season long, and it's been Christian McCaffrey, obviously. MVP. He's been great. He's been dazzling, absolutely sparkling. Like, can't say enough about the guy. Uh, This is this is difficult. I'm gonna pick the Bucks to win this one. Um, I I I feel dumb making that pick. I don't know, but they have just. I feel like they have more pieces on offense to put it together. I'm hoping OJ Howard maybe has a breakout game here because if he could do something for them, that would really help them in terms of the red zone. I don't know why James isn't looking for him in the end Because he's got Godwin much, wide I, open. It, and you, Dangles,
4: you know. remember that first time they played Christian McCaffrey, the Bucks absolutely shut him down. They have one of the best rush defenses in the league. They really do. It's yeah, surprising tough, how good they team. are
1: without Ger- Gerald
2: McCoy. It's wonderful how good that run defense Can't is. Can't really defend the pass. Yeah. No, you wouldn't think so. Um, you wouldn't think so. They're only the 26th overall. Just, ranked, real quick, did you guys uh, see O.J.
4: Howard yes. catch that foul ball at the Rays game? Yes, I Best did. Catch that was he's made great, all it year. was a
2: great snag. It was probably maybe it was, <laughs> it was. He's equaled his his game high for all season long in that Rays game uh, earlier this week. All right, uh, let's move on from London. We're going to go back stateside.
1: Hell, hell, hell of an early morning game for London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. I, I will like absolutely that. be waking Division, up. To Division 3 in the
2: morning. I'll uh, I'll probably be up for that game as well. Uh, all right, let's start the one um, o'clock 1:00 Eastern, ten o'clock Pacific slate we go to Miami uh, for the Redskins against the Dolphins in a game that could be the only opportunity for either of these teams to win a game this year I am betting hard on Miami because even though I like what Callahan's
1: doing you can read Craig Hoffman's tweets tweets on why I like what Callahan's doing with that Redskins team I'm picking Miami because I have the Redskins to be the worst team in the league season long bet Miami needs to
4: win this game for that to hit Miami this is the first time I'm going to kind of play a conspiracy drew here. Uh, this is really interesting because the loser of this game really puts themselves in a bad position to get that number one pick because it very well could come to a tiebreaker. yeah I don't think the Dolphins are trying to lose but I don't think they want to win this game. Mm. I think the new coach with Callahan really establishing the run like we, we, we heard with Craig. Um,
2: give me the Redskins here I, I guess. I'm also taking the Redskins. This is a first game with a new head coach. There's not going to be a lot of tape on this guy. It's going to be tough to sort of game plan. It's going to be a, a very much a reactive game, I think, for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to see how they come out offensively and defensively uh, and kind of plan around that. I mean, obviously, you know, maybe they can expect a little heavier run, but who who knows? You know, you're not going to know what, what the Bill Callahan offense looks like until he pulls the tarp off of I it.
1: I think you will. It's I think it's a very simple. He's been a head coach before. I don't think a lot has changed. He's not exactly an offensive genius. I will say, I know we're talking a lot about a team— but matchup between teams with zero wins but Miami coming off the bye these players have had a, a week off to realize that they're coming for the rest of the NFL season they know the situation's at hand in Miami they are coming to play football heads out of their asses they're ready to put their game faces on and go to work I think Miami comes off the bye and wins this game at home
2: all right moving ahead we have the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings inside the Viking ship
1: there's a theme to these early morning games, and it is very much these teams that are very similar to each other matching up to see who is for real and who is a joke. This is a game that has pivotal playoff implications down the road. I think Philly will win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota does. I'm going with Carson Wentz with the extra
4: four days rest. I heard an amazing nugget out of, straight out of Vegas this morning. Kirk Cousins, just a creature of habit. He has a daily planner, color-coordinated. Co- color In 1 o'clock games... He's 63% against the spread. In any game, regardless of prime time, 4 o'clock, any game not outside 1 p.m. Eastern, 31% against the spread. I thought that was fascinating. Give me the Vikings here.
1: Okay. I like that bet. I, uh...
2: That might sway me. Creature, creature habit, man. A creature habit. Dangles, what do you got? Give me the Vikings at home here. The Eagles' offense has been kind of unpredictable. Jordan Howard's their best runner this year. How weird is that? Everybody came in <laughs> thinking Miles Sanders was going to be the guy for them mm-hmm. this year. It's very much been a Jordan Howard team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to like to take the Vikings at home. I think their defense holds up, and uh, the Eagles' run defense is not very good. Dalvin Cook's going to run all over them.
1: Not to belabor a point of Tony Cavallo was always right on his football takes, but you know who would love Jordan Howard right now? Who's the that? Chicago Bears. Yeah, they probably would. They would love Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very true.
2: All right, moving on. Uh, we're gonna uh, take a trip down I 35, uh, nine hour and ten minute drive to Kansas <laughs> yeah. City, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen, where yeah, we have. Toppy ahead, nine what's hours that? and ten minutes. You've made that drive before. I don't understand. Google Maps, baby. Okay, oh wait, I'm sorry. On. That's public transit. Six and a half hours by <laughs> car. <laughs> <on 30> <laughs> Google <laughs> gave me Google God. gave me the wrong one. Uh, Give me that Greyhound uh, ticket uh, to Arrowhead, uh, baby. Uh, 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 Google uh, threw me under the bus. <laughs> that's so terrible. All right, try six and a half hours down I 35. We're at Arrowhead for Texans and Chiefs great game a great, great game. game that Atlanta
1: team is an absolute joke on defense you can't sack Deshaun Watson once uh, I think Kansas City is just as bad defensively they cannot do what Kansas City is meant to do and their lack of a running game destroys everything Pat Mahomes can do I'm a little bit worried that Houston comes into Arrowhead
4: and wins this game I'm not ready to make a pick quite yet Drew what do you think well we'll talk about this game later Tony Ooh. Um, I-, I think the Chiefs are excellent football team, but they are so banged up. We obviously saw yeah. we obviously saw Mahomes' ankle get a little wobbly there. Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins did not practice today. They are questionable for Sunday. Uh, it's kind of a, I, I know it, it's, it's cliche to like wait and see yeah. on injuries, but I would like him without Tyree. I would like him with Tyree Kill and a healthy Sammy Watkins. Um, I don't think they're going to be healthy. Yeah, something though just tells me I just and and they also the Chiefs have a look ahead division game on the next Thursday night. Teams are four and six this year when playing that Sunday game before a Thursday night game against the spread. Yep, Whew. I can't pick the Chiefs to lose three in a row though. Give me, the, give me Kansas City. Yeah, I don't. Think or, I, sorry, back to back games.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm sitting there with you. I don't think I don't. Kansas City is not a team. That loses this many games in a row, especially at home. But I'm picking Houston, man. I, I cannot. I can't. I can't fault you for that. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can see a situation where Houston comes in and scores another 50 on this awful if defense. If there's anything
4: we learned about Deshaun Watson, uh, if he has time to throw, if, he, if he's playing subpar defenses, he is elite. He scored 50 points. He's elite.
1: He scored 50 points with DeAndre Hopkins not having a
4: day. You look at his teams he struggled against, it's against elite defenses. Yeah. Kansas City is not in defense. No, really bad. And I like Deshaun Watson to have a big day.
2: Dangles, break the tie. Uh, I'm going Chiefs here. I think that's an, I think that's an easy pick. Easy um, pick. I think this is a bounce-back game for them. Absolutely. This is Pat Mahomes. This is a defending MVP. He has the best offense You're in the wrong. league. I know, but their defense is terrible. I totally agree. Yeah. And I can absolutely see the Texans coming out. I think that last week was the exception and not the rule for this Texans yeah. team. And I think that what we normally see out of the, the that kind of a per- performance that the Texans had last week is closer to uh, the rule than it is the exception for the Kansas City You know Kansas what? City now that I'm team.
1: sitting here thinking about it. Indy beat this Kansas City team because they controlled the clock and ran the ball down their throats you know what Houston can't do run the ball might be a little bit more difficult for Houston to move this ball down the field against Kansas City than it was for Indy but I already picked Houston let's move on
2: all right uh, next game up we have the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a more intriguing matchup than it ought to be,
1: I feel. I like. I love this game. This game, I want this game on every TV. This is going to be so much fun to watch. This would These be are two be of less... my favorite teams.
2: Now, now here's the question: I, I'd be interested to hear your take on would this be. More interesting, as interesting, or less interesting if this were Drew Brees versus Nick Foles. And, you know, we had more or less the same situation sort of as far as the season goes.
1: I think it would be much more interesting because I think uh, Jacksonville would have won maybe one or two or more games on the season. We'd have a much more uh, high high profile of a matchup. But, I mean, Minshew Manny has taken over. Teddy Ballgame has that whole team sort of garnered around itself, ready to take on all comers. I think New Orleans goes into Jacksonville and wins this game. New Orleans.
2: Wow. All right. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jaguars here. I'm gonna go with my team. I'm gonna stick by them. Minshew is real. DJ Chark is an absolute monster awesome, out there. He? He's so great to watch. Um, he seems to be on the same page on every single play. And Gardner's very, very comfortable uh, throwing to him. Uh, and you know, I, I'm going with the Jaguars. The Jags. Gar- the Jags, baby. And Gardner's
1: been unbelievably accurate on those sideline long throws. Unbelievably accurate.
4: Here's a sharp take for you boys. Get ready. This is sharper than a knife. If you were to bet public dogs over the last 10 years, blindly, you would lose 3 out of 10 bets, 30%. 84% 84% of the ticket count right now is on the New Orleans Saints, who are a public dog.
2: That's an automatic fade for me. Give me the Jags. Mm.
4: One of my favorite bets of the week. Mm. All
2: right. Now uh, Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks in Cleveland to play the Browns, who absolutely positively oh. need a good performance out of – they need to win, first of all, but what they really need is a good performance out of Baker Mayfield, who I think completed 8 of 10 Passes uh, on Monday Night Football this past year Can week? I talk about Baker real quick? I'm yeah, s- uh, I-, I was about to
1: kick
4: it to Drew because Drew's had a has a thought on the <laughs> Browns. Well, love him or hate him, Colin Cowherd's always been a critic of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Now we know what he did in the Big 12 under a great coach Lincoln Riley, and the Big 12 defenses are softer than baby shit. Okay. Baker is five eleven. He runs a four He does not have a good f- offensive line. The Browns are running gimmick plays to try to get Odell Beckham the ball, one of the most electric playmakers in all of the league. I remember we said week one, our panic meter, I said a five. I put the panic meter of the Browns as about an eight and a half right now. Now, their season's not done. They have a lot of football left in front of them. But like Dangle said, what a massive game on short rest, playing a seasoned veteran Seahawks team coming off a Thursday night game with extra rest. Yep, This is a huge game i would be terrified if i was a bronze fan for baker mayfield he looks like he's kind of trying to make plays outside of the pocket he's not fast or tall enough to do that yeah and his accuracy is what kind of what was kind of what he planted his flag in figuratively and literally in the ground that's gone away he's missing he's missing throws guys i am really concerned about him there's no way he's gonna have to prove it to me before i take him ever again give me the seahawks
2: Seahawks dangles. You got a bet. Uh, I'm gonna take the Seahawks, and I want to correct my earlier statistic. I gave Baker Mayfield way too much credit. Eight of 22 Ooh. for 100 yards God. and two picks.
4: 26 turnovers in 18 NFL starts. That's bad, guys. It's I mean, not good. It's, that's not no, good. No, it's
2: it, it really it it's really bad. And I, I mean, I, I don't know how Freddie Kitchens is gonna survive the rest of this. Can season, anyone get? Was thabbing. was that just
4: a rah rah bullshit hire? Like they they, they go they go 0 and 8. Where the hell he did? They bring Baker in. They fire Hugh Jackson. They win some games. Yep. What was that hire? Uh, What was that hire? He looks like he is a beef jerky salesman. I'm worried
1: about that team as well. This is their season, though. This is their season. If they lose this game, it's about time to close up shop and see what you can do for next year, and that's not a clubhouse that wants to close up shop in October. So I'm picking Cleveland to win this game.
2: All right, uh, next game up on the slate, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Give me Baltimore here.
1: Divisional game. These two teams always play awesome games if yeah. you re- look at the past they always play high scoring back and forth joe flacco and andy dalton shooting shooting it out lamar jackson's a little bit different this baltimore defense stinks the only thing keeping me from picking cincinnati to even keep it close is they have no weapons anymore all of their wide receivers will be out in this game they cannot run the ball joe mixon is having a terrible year i am picking baltimore to win
4: Ooh, a lot of the professionals in vegas like the bengals to cover this 11 point point spread a divisional um, game man yeah it's uh the Ravens are frauds to me guys. I am not convinced of them at all. We saw what uh, Lamar Jackson did against a uh, average defense at yep. best against the Steelers. He just looks like he's a turnover waiting to happen. Yep. Um there's I can't in good faith pick the Bengals here. I just buried them literally in gravestones, So give me the Ravens, but um I would I would think this game is going to be in single digits. It's not a good defense in Cincy
2: either though. Oh no, the Bengals are horrible. You know what I mean? They're, they're, I they're bad. They're bad. I, I think this could be a blowout. They're, they're bad. All right, from Baltimore to Los Angeles we go. The 49ers at the Rams is the start of the 1 o'clock uh, Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern Slate. What a way to start us off. Yeah. Four I know, and 0. right?
1: 4-0 for the first time since Joe Montana was thrown to Jerry Rice. Isn't that insane?
2: It's great. It's great for Bay Area fans who have been hungry for success there since the you know the the Super Bowl days, uh, or at least this past uh, at least this past decade when Colin Kaepernick took him there.
1: Can I say something just for a little bit because I want to call out Richard Sherman on this podcast? Richard Sherman is known for running his mouth. He's known for being a very vocal athlete. He's also known for being a very intelligent person. He knows what he's doing when he says. Hey, the post you know that went he went to Stanford? He's a very smart guy. That's all everyone says. He went to
4: Stanford. He graduated from Stanford. He's a
1: very smart guy. He's a very well-educated, well-thought-out, well-spoken individual. So when he comes out after the game and says that Baker Mayfield did not give them a handshake in the pregame, that is easily uh, uh, disputed by video evidence clearly showing that Baker Mayfield did indeed give him a dap up before the game. Richard Sherman knows what that quote that he says is going to bring up. He knows what the national media is going to think of Baker after his shit-poor performance on Monday night. So he comes out and says that? It happens to be false. Richard Sherman, you need to apologize more than you have for what you just did, because you went and just ethered a guy, knowing how the national media would take that when it was clearly a lie.
4: I think I, I agree with you, Tony. And he, and he did kind of makeshift apologize. He said, my bad. That's all well, he, No, he, he, said, th- he, he said he was going to reach out to him and apologize. He did. I think it's more of a... The narrative there is more of, I think the league hates Baker Mayfield. I agree. And I think he's getting way too much press, way too many commercials. He hasn't won a damn thing. He hasn't yeah. really performed at all. I think, obviously, we saw the Bosa flag thing. clear. That was inspired by the college game yes. at the Buckeyes, um, which I I loved when Baker did that, by the way. That might <laughs> shock you. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield is very well-liked among yeah. his peers right now, and I think he really needs to work on doing less commercials, and being a better product on the field. I don't disagree with you said about Sherman. That's kind of a Bush League play.
1: Yeah, it's definitely Bush League play. Anyway, this game, great game, great way to start us off in the afternoon slate. Both of these teams are now heavyweights in this division. San Fran, much better than all of us thought they would be. I don't think they're there for real, though. L.A.
4: will not lose three games in a row. Los Angeles Rams winning this game. I agree with you, Tony. If both these teams had played on Sunday, I'd be very, very tempted to take the 49ers. However, mm-hmm. you get McVay with three extra days rest. They've lost two games in a row. Now I don't know if McVay's lost three years, uh, three games in a row in his tenure. I doubt it. I don't see him doing it uh, this week. Really, kind of when you're looking up at the standings, kind of a must-win for the Rams if they want to stay in the division race here. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Los Angeles Rams. Dangles.
2: The key to this game is going to be the front four in both the pass rush and stopping the run because the uh, 49ers ran absolutely all over what is a fairly formidable front four for the Cleveland Browns. There are, are not they're not exactly slouches on that front four. Yeah. Um, this is going to come down to Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers uh, and those guys getting in there and, and, and Joel Fox as well and stuffing the run. Um, and I, I, That's going to be what this hinges on for me. If they can get after Jimmy too, great, but this team starts with the run. That's what Kyle Shanahan yep. does. He power runs the ball and that that opens up the pass game for him. That allows him to complete ga- uh, 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 passes downfield because you got to keep the run game honest. I agree with you, though. I think the Rams are going to be uh, the winners here. I don't think they lose three in a row. And real All quick, right.
4: guys, the 49ers statistics going through the roof. Let's not forget the Bucks, the Bengals, the Browns, yeah, and the Mason Rudolph first road start in the NFL. Not too impressed with their previous schedule.
2: Exactly. All right. uh, Next up, we have Battle of the Birds. It's the Falcons against the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh,
1: This is a crazy game. This is an absolutely crazy game. Both of these teams, I will not touch this game with a
4: 10-foot pole when it comes to gambling on it, but I'm picking Atlanta to win on the road. Don't ask me why, Tony. I'm with you on this. Uh, It just seems like at one point, like a flying dick in space. The Val- the Falcons have to find pay dirt. Like, what are they doing? They have to win. Don't they? Eventually.
2: They have to. Eventually they have to win. Um I think I'm gonna take the Falcons to get one here. They need a win. This to. is their this is their time to get it. Um Matt Ryan is thrown for three hundred yards in I think almost all, if not all, of his games so far this year. Um he's ba- he's dude like they they again, they have too many weapons on that offense to continue losing at a clip like this. Yep. All right, next up, we've got the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets who will have Sam Darnold back. Yeah, big guy to come back. They also have their tight end coming off
1: suspension, Cody Herndon. It's going to be an interesting new Chris look. Herndon. Chris Herndon, sorry. That's Mosley's how I'm,
4: supposed to be back, too. That's how
1: much I don't know about the New York fucking football <laughs> Jets. Uh, I will say uh, I'm picking Dallas to win this game, uh, but the Jets will give them a game.
4: Drew? Man, I was shocked at this line, guys. I thought we were going to get a nice round 10 number, and I was going to load up on the New York football Jets. It's a touchdown, and there has been no action on the other side of that uh, as far as the pros coming in on the Jets. So um, I have no reason to even think this game will be that competitive. Give me the Cowboys.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, Cowboys, definitely Cowboys, um, even with Sam Darnold. Again, mm. uh, they got he got, uh, they got sacked 10 times by the Eagles, who have, again, good pass rushers, but 10 times in a single game, that's unacceptable. That's an offensive line problem. It's not a Sam Darnold problem. I'm going with the Cowboys. Next up, Titans at the Broncos. Uh, a
1: low-key interesting game. Both of these teams are very, very similar. I'm going to unbelievably take
4: Marcus Mariota on the road once again. Tennessee. It's not too unbelievable, Tony. I think the Titans are literally probably the easiest team to handicap in the league. <laughs> Fade them at home when they're favored, and bet them we're on the road and underdogs. Literally, zero three as favorites, two and zero straight up as underdogs. Mm-hmm. This is this is just an easy play, Titans. Titans on the road.
2: Yeah, Titans. I like the Titans here. Uh, A lot lot of us doing similarly here. Yeah, this is
1: rare. That means either, like, literally, I'm looking at the slate. The past five games, we've
2: all picked the same. We're either going to do really well this week or really terribly. Just shows (laughs) you guys
4: this this show is not scripted. Correct? Correct.
2: I feel feel we'll have some divisions once we get to Monday night. Uh, But (laughs) but we've got one more game to get to before the Monday night game. Uh, That is Steelers at Chargers.
1: Damn, I mean, a- NBC's got to be themselves. this. themselves. Ad- I
2: know, right? Well, because I'm sure NBC didn't see a broken elbow in Ben yeah. Roethlisberger's future when they scheduled this, because normally this would be a barn burner.
1: Uh, I'm worried about this Chargers team. They seem to obviously play down to their competition, but there is no chance a guy named Hodges goes into L.A. and wins this game. L.A. Chargers <laughs> are going to win. Uh,
4: He won, like, a duck-calling championship. Have you heard of this? No. No, I swear to God, he won a duck. They call him the duck, because... He- he, he was like an All-American in high school in football, and he won a duck calling contest. Dodge, dip, dive, duck. <laughs> R.I.P. Rip Thorn from Dodgeball. Hodges. Um, Hodges. I'm so pissed at the Chargers. They ruined my spoiler. I know you got something to say about that later, Tony. They suck so bad. If the Chargers actually lose this game at home to the Duck, quack, quack, <laughs> I don't think they should be allowed to play in Inglewood next year. Fuck the Chargers. Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> give me the Chargers. <laughs> but Give me the yeah, Chargers. Yeah. I, I, after all that, give me the Chargers. They, they can't lose.
2: Zaggles? Uh, definitely the Chargers. Unbelievable. Here. Definitely the Chargers. Another one. We're on the How same. How am I supposed to bet on the you're Steelers right, in you're this right. game? Like, what's what, what, what smart football? Like, you've know me long enough to know. I, I mean, come on. Nobody Nobody bets. Nobody's going to bet on the Steelers. All right. Um, next up, it's the last game of the week. It's Monday night. I'm going to let you guys talk here for a little bit. Well, uh, no. You give your pick first. All right, fine. I'll give my pick first, and then I'll let you guys yeah. talk for a bit. It's the Lions at the Packers at Old Lambeau. First time here. Yeah, first time Drew's a company man. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Lions and Packers. This is tough. Uh, this is the Lions are playing well on defense. They, off the they're bye. just coming off a bye. They're feeling fresh. Uh, Aaron Jones is running like a man on fire, and Matt Lafleur is actually using him instead of going. Oh, I've got a running back who averages over five yards a carry. I'm gonna hand him the ball eight times a game. That'll work out well. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the Packers here. They just look good. They just look good. Not that the Lions don't. Um, but they can absolutely lay an egg for you on offense, and I, I'm going to probably, if i got to pick one guy, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers personally. Nothing against Matt Stafford. So. I,
1: I got a couple of things to say about this game, but uh, before we get there, there are 14 games on the slate this week. Seven of these games so far we've all picked the same, so it was an interesting week for us in this pick em. Uh I will say last week, Amari Cooper had the game of his life going up against my number one cornerback. I expect the same coming out of Kenny Galladay. Drew, I think he's going to have a day against my team. That being said, you guys will not be able to run the ball on us
4: do you disagree no i don't disagree um i think it's to be a great football game I like too. all like all, all fandom aside yeah. um i actually did a little research myself going back to uh Patricia's seven years as dc as the patriots and he is six and two against the spread coming off a bye mm. seven seasons as d coordinator one with the lions as head coach mm. um Big game. You know, I'm not taking anything away from the Packers. It was a great pick by you last week, Tony. But obviously, the Cowboys kind of shot themselves in the foot numerous times. I'm curious if the Lions can avoid making those mistakes. I think if they don't beat themselves, they can 100% go in and and win at Lambeau. Does January 1st, 2017 have any meaning to you, Tony? (laughs) Does it? This is the last time the the, the Packers beat the Lions. Um, No big deal. So, uh, the day after my birthday, Monday Night Football, the Stars Align, great football game. Give me Matt Prater, just, you know, hammering fireball – on the bench at Lambeau. Just booting a 55-yarder as time expires for a three-point Lions victory. Crazy stuff happens in Green Bay
1: games when they play Detroit. Mason Crosby misses more field goals than he misses his entire career against Detroit. He becomes
2: Mason Crossbar in games against Detroit. (laughs)
1: Uh, I will say this team, the the matchup is looking to be in Detroit's favor. They have a nice D-line going up against a not-all-healthy offensive line for Green Bay. Green Bay does not have their best player in Devontae Adams on the field again. It's going to be that turf-toe injury just like Patrick Willis's. It's going to keep Devontae day out for longer than you think and that hurts my offense a lot I'm going to be picking Green Bay but it would not surprise me in the least that Detroit wins this game because they are a thorn in our side and they have the exact team building and they are good they are progressing in the areas that we are at fault and I'm a little bit worried about the matchups Kenny Galladay man I if you have Kenny Galladay in
4: fantasy start him. I do Kenny G um I I do think psychologically too the Packers as you know Tony just would beat up on the Lions for so many years yeah. so many years and the fact that even though they haven't won any necessarily meaningful games against them. The last four times they have played, they have won. I think the players that are there have a little confidence, have a little swagger. Even winning twice in Lambo, I know one time Rogers didn't play. Yeah. Um I just can't wait, man. Oh, it's gonna uh, be, it's, a great, it's game. Gonna be a great. It's gonna be great. It's going be great. We'll game. be together and we'll uh we'll shake hands before and after. Uh how many beers are we putting on this bet? Ooh. Well how about we just uh how about I just you just go double or nothing with the ones you owe me. How's that? How many do I owe you? I think we have to look. I think it's at least two. I thought it was three. I, but you just won one last week.
1: I did. Yeah. I did win yeah, one. Two. I forgot to bring my beer and open it up. All right, two. This is a two-beer bet. Double or nothing. Two-beer bet. I got Green Bay. He's got Detroit. And that is the end of the Left Coast Gamblers Pick'Em section. Let's move on to yours truly. Let me put my crown on. Hold on. Let me find it. I got to find my crown because oh, I am kicking ass in the king of the coast.
0: Left Coasters.
1: And welcome back to the Left Coast Gamblers. We are here with the King of the Coast, the King of the Coast section, where your three hosts give you three best bets every week, and you guys should be listening to us because we are making you money. Each host started off with 100 units in their bank account and has now improved to plus units across the board. Yours truly went 3-0 last week. 3-0 plus 30 units in one single solitary week. And Drew is fuming at me right now because I've overtaken the lead. 134 units on the year. Drew, 118 units on the year. Another plus week for you last week. And Dangles, up and down, but you're in positive territory as the new gambler on the market. 107.5 units is your total. Guys, I'm not going to lie, though. As we step into this week, I'm going to be a little bit tepid, a little bit timid, because I do not like this week at all. I do not like the board. board. I found it hard to find a couple of bets that I like. I wonder if you two feel the same way. So, let's move forward. You must bet 13 units from your stack, and the max bet on each is 7 units total. Dangles. Going to you first, what is your first bet on the board? I'm going to
2: start off with something that I feel like is pretty safe money because uh, I, while I am in plus territory, I have been up and down. I feel like I need to win a little bit. So give me the Cowboys to cover the 7.5-point spread against the New York Jets. Yes, this is in the Meadowlands, but the, the Cowboys offense going to hang a bunch on New York. 7.5 uh, is the spread. Uh, it's even right now, I'm going to bet four units on it. Four
1: units on Dallas, minus 7.5 away at the New York Jets. Drewby, what do you got? Well, Mr. Cavallo,
4: I want to congratulate you on an awesome week. Thank uh, you. Last week, very Thank impressive. You. I will say, when we started this uh, King of the Coast, I didn't know we could throw uh, moneyline parlays in the mix, and uh, I got a little jealousy last week because oh. I had to, you know, give you a smooch on the lips as you we, did. you know, did off camera or you off, did. you know, off podcast. Make so I am going to do. You. I'm going to do my first ever three team moneyline parlay. Three team. Yes. No host yes. has won a three team bet yet this year. Well, uh, it's going to be your first this week. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. We already heard my stat about Kirk Cousins in 1 o'clock games. He's a creature of habit. I like him this week. Give me the Los Angeles Rams. I like McVay with extra rest and a must win against the 49ers team who really hasn't played anyone. And lastly, we already heard about my public dog, the Saints. That's an automatic fade for me. Give me the Jags. The Vikings, the Rams, and the Jags. That's plus 350. I'm going to risk four units to win 14. That's that's a big one. Four units to win 14 on Minnesota, Los
1: Angeles, Rams, Jacksonville, Jaguars. I have to money say, every one of those games that came up when we did the pick 'em section, I had a hard time deciding who was going to win. Drew feels so confident he's tying it all together with a nice little bow and putting it in a Moneyline Parlay. My first bet of the of the week. Same idea I had last week. When I had two teams play each other that I like gambling on, I decided to take the over and it hit doing the same thing this week i love new orleans i love jacksonville both of these teams have great defenses the over shouldn't hit it all but you know what i'm gonna be rooting for qb play i'm gonna be rooting for Minshew and teddy bridgewater and kamara all these guys to make big plays so i'm taking new orleans jacksonville over 44.5 for five units call me tony squares because that's a square bet and i don't care five units <laughs> over 44.5 druby you're up next
2: oh, i'm sorry dangles you're up next. <laughs> All right, uh, this one I think is going to be my lock for the week this week, uh, and it's a little bit. Of, and I got a and I got a parlay on the same oh. game. Uh, it's going to be fun. Kansas City is a minus four against Houston at home against Houston. I think this is a bounce back game for the Chiefs. I think this is a fall back to earth game for the uh, Houston Texans. I think we will see who both of these franchises actually are and not who they presented themselves as last week. I think Kansas City is going to come out roaring, so I think they easily cover that four point spread, and I'm going to take the over at 55 and a half on oh this my game. God. This is going to be a shootout. Come on now. This is going to be at abs. There's going to be points flying up all over the place. Damn. I think 55 and a half is an easy number for these two teams to cover. This is my lock of the week i'm betting five units to win 13 wow five units
1: to win 13 a two leg parlay kansas city minus four in the over in that game at 55 and a half that's a big bet that's a big over right there i don't know if it's gonna hit but hey i'm taking overs
2: too dangles it's an over it's an over week i I, I don't feel bad about taking an over in a game involving deshaun watson and patrick mahomes nah
1: i don't you just coming from the same man who took an under on patrick mahomes
4: not two weeks ago drew you're up I'm going to stay a narrowhead, guys. I'm going to be on the other side of Mr. Danglis here. I'm taking the Texans plus four. I think uh, the Chiefs' injury concerns me a lot. I already talked about Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. We don't know if they're going to play. If they do, I don't expect them to be 100%. And I think the Texans really found a rhythm in, in their offense playing. We talked about Deshaun Watson when he plays against inferior defenses. He lights them up. And even, it's tough, it's always tough to bet against Mahomes in Kansas City, but if there's any quarterback or offense you'd want for a potential backdoor cover, down 10, it's Deshaun Watson. I like I'm not the te- wrong. I like the Texans plus four given to me for five units. Five units on the Texans plus four going directly against Dangles'
1: pick that he just had. And you know what, Dangles, I'm going to go against one of your picks as well. Uh, and this is, I mean, it's not a Tony King of the Coast section where, where he doesn't have a, a parlay of some sort. And we're doing another parlay right now. I'm going with the two. AFC East Home Dogs. The two AFC East home dogs. I love the New York Jets at plus seven and a half playing against a Dallas team that has not beaten a soul. They have not beaten a real team yet. I don't well, good think thing they're not playing one this week. Well, no. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think Dallas is going to lose this game, but I do know Sam Darnold's gonna keep it close. I really like Sam Darnold. I really like Herndon coming off the edge. I think that team can come together. It's a whole new am, world am, when you don't have Luke absolutely Falk back Absolutely
2: bamboozled by your faith in the New York Jets to do anything there, on there, offense, it's, but all right. It's, when
1: you have a competent quarterback, your offense is better no matter how bad it is. Just, I mean, it, Sam Darnold, is league's better than Luke Falk. He will get the ball out quicker. There won't be 10 sacks in this game. New York Jets plus 7.5 at home. The other one I'm taking, Miami plus 3.5. What I'm hearing out of Redskins practice does not make me happy in this pick, but I'm going to stick with it. I think Washington is going to give up. I think Washington is going to turn heel. I think they're going home and they're not going to care anymore. I said this in the pick em section. I think Miami wins this game outright because I think they're coming off of the bye they have their heads on straight they know it's going to be a slog but they're going to go out and try to play their hardest especially the first week coming off of that Miami plus three and a half tied to New York Jets plus seven and a half I am betting three and a half units to
2: win nine dangles your third bet of the week. You are a bold man to put your faith behind the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. My final bet of the week, I know I picked the Rams in the uh, pick'em section, um, but I, the in, 49ers are such an intriguing team to me. They have a great offensive line. They're running the ball really well. Jimmy Garoppolo is, has been able to find receivers on the field. He hasn't really made, you know, King made any one of his receivers just yet this year, but he's got a cadre of guys who can catch the ball for him, including arguably the best tight end in the NFL in George Kittle. Their defense is out standing right now. They are plus 145 against the Rams. I'm going to take them there. Five units to win seven to beat the Rams wow. in the Coliseum. Look, wow. Jared Goff has made some bad decisions this year. He's throwing some interceptions. I think if they can get some pressure on him uh, from the edges, they have a big, big, tall offensive line. There. DeForest Buckner is 6'7". Eric Armstead is 6'7". They've got some big dudes on this line. Uh, Nick Bosa had a monster game against the uh, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns last week i think all the stars are in alignment here for the 49ers and they could squeeze this one out in the coliseum jared goff 900 yards combined last
4: two games no win to show for it Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. true your best bet of the week you've done Uh,
4: exceedingly well in best bets thank you tony uh boys you know i haven't taken total all year i'm I'm not i'm not a total guy i i i I prefer sides because i can kind of manage it i can kind of see where the money's coming in Um, not a total guy. I saw this total and I had to make sure I checked my statistics. I checked my data. I think this is a winner. This is my best bet. Wow. We're going to go to my former residence, Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, I should say Glendale, Arizona. The Falcons and Cardinals are 51 points total. Now, both these defenses ranked in the bottom 10 in defending the pass and both these offenses rank top 10 in passing the ball. I don't see how any defense will be stopped. Any defense will be played here. The Cardinals tend to score a lot of points in the second half. Give me the over here, 51. It's kind of square, but it's my best bet of the week. Seven units over 51 in the Falcons Cardinals
1: game. A full seven units. A full seven units from Schaefer the sharp, and he is good on his best bets, folks. He is uh, four and one on his best bets thus far. Drew, I do have it at 51 and a half. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dispute that. We'll give you the 51. We'll give you the 51.
2: Yeah, you came in with it. That's fine.
1: We'll give you the 51 at 7. If it's a push, we'll have an argument later. But it's 51 right now. He's going over 51. And I'm not going to lie, Drew. Out of all, I, I go through this board, I, I take some bets that I like, and then I cross them out. The last one I crossed out on the board was the Atlanta-Arizona over 51. I'm Ugh. right there with you on that bet. I'm a bet. little nervous, but we're going to run with it. Right, right there with you on that bet. And, uh, Dangles, for my final bet, the leader, the leader in the clubhouse, old Tony Squares over here at 134 units on the season. I am going against you again, my friend. My best bet is those Los Angeles Rams to win against these overrated San Francisco 49ers. They should not be 4-0. They give up the ball too much. L.A. Rams will stop this run and force Jimmy G to beat them and Jimmy G will turn that ball over even though Marcus Peters can't cover anything right now they will turn this ball over and the Rams will win this game because they need to win this game I'm taking the LA Rams minus three for five units LA Rams minus three for five units from the leader in the clubhouse and the king of the coast Tony Cavallo Matthew Dangles D'Angelo Antonio Schaefer the Sharp Drew Schaefer Crookston it's going to be quite the week especially in the early slate wake up early get some coffee watch a divisional game happening in London so with that, are you guys ready for week
4: six? Oh, guys, October 13th is Sunday. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Shay for the Shark.
1: Shay for Crookston. Can't wait to see him lose all of his bets on his birthday. And that is it for the Left Coast Gamblers. And uh, as always, folks, ram, ram it. it.
4: Dodgers lose. Him.